0: It's a breeding ground. That's what you're creating. You're creating a space where you and your guy friends will have an easier opportunity to play the numbers game.
1: That's Jocelyn Afadapa, a senior in the college, talking about her experience with fraternity ratios, the system whereby many frats on campus regulate entrance to parties based on the guy-to-girl ratio of the groups trying to get in. I'm Jacob Gardenswartz,
2: And I'm Anika Ranginani. And on today's episode of Quite Frankly, we'll explore some of the problems with the ratio system and its use on campus. You'll hear from freshmen dealing with ratios right now, frat brothers, and other students about their perspective on ratios and how it impacts Penn's social life. <laughs>
0: essentially seems like you're there just to uh, like basically hook up with guys in the party and if the ratio isn't proper then like the guys that you're with are a threat to the frat boys if that makes any sense that live in the frat and are at that party Um, and that's how I've always felt going to parties like they just want to make sure they have enough options basically and that's why the ratios seem to be a thing
2: that's how one freshman described her experience with the ratio system and it seems like that perspective is somewhat widespread on campus ratios aren't really ideal, most people say, but they're a necessary evil, something you learn to deal with.
1: A lot of the students that we talked to pointed to the fact that navigating the ratio system is one of the first things you have to do to engage in Penn social life. Like if you're a new freshman on campus during NSO, your only options are really the Penn organized events or the frat parties. Here's Jocelyn again.
0: The whole experience, I guess like when you're coming into Penn, you're just like, there's no easing into the Penn party culture. Um, so, like the first thing you experience when you go out is ratios.
2: I spoke with a current freshman, Tim Chung, about his transition to Penn and our party culture specifically. Here's what he had to say. Um, so, I guess you want to talk to me a little bit about how your experience, like adjusting to Penn and, like, especially party culture, was freshman year or this year.
3: Uh, it's been, it's definitely been a new experience. Um, I think coming in um, high school is definitely fun, but not at Penn level fun if
2: that makes sense yeah, definitely um, I guess so what has your experience with like frat ratios been here at Penn?
3: I definitely didn't know they existed before coming here um, i I can understand why frats have this kind of policy, um, but at the same time it's kind of hard to go out in a group of friends and knowing that the ratio exists definitely kind of um, alters the way you go out in a group, if that makes sense. Um, you have to be strategic, in a sense, if you want to go out and have fun.
2: Even the students who thought they had a solid understanding of what Penn Party life would be like before they got here, indicated that the intensity took them by surprise. Listen to what Chris Fu, a freshman engineer, had to say.
4: So I've always, I've always known that there was going to be pretty big party culture, and that the Greek life was also going to be uh, pretty pervasive through the community. Um, I really wasn't completely prepared for what was going to happen though. Um, I wasn't, like how how would I say, like there was, it's a lot more ingrained into the weekend life than I expected it to be. Um, So like during Fridays and Saturdays, I would be sitting in my room and I'd be bored because there would be nothing else to do. If I don't want to do homework, there won't be anything to do other than go out to a party. And that involves, like, getting ready. That involves going out, finding, like, the right ratio. That was always a pain. Because, like, I, I'm friends with most of the guys on my floor, right? But the thing is that, like, in order to get into a frat, you need at least, like, 70% of your group to be girls. And some frats don't even let guys, like, not even 70%. Some, some frats even go up to, like, 80%, 90%. And that, it's, just, it's just really obnoxious because, like, I'm just spending my time walking around the streets not getting into anything and just like chilling by like a dumpster in the middle of nowhere and I was just like I was not expecting that to be a critical part of my weekend experience, you know what I mean.
2: When I spoke with them, Chris and Tim both thought about the ratio system as a tool frats use to try and make a quote-unquote good party.
4: I personally, I don't like ratios but I think they're here to stay unfortunately. Um, Like, cause in the minds of a frat, um, the opposite is worse. So like, having too many girls with very little amount of guys is not as bad as having a saturation of guys, in the opinion of frats, right? Um, Like, if you ask any guy, that'd probably just be like, not a fun party for a guy, (laughs) if it's just a giant sausage fest, right? So I think that although the ratio itself is not like, not great it like it doesn't allow some guys to get in and like people who can't like not very sociable like get dampened even more it's not great for that but since it's being enforced by the frats and the frats goal is to have a good party it's it's here to stay it's a balance because the ratio itself is
3: very kind of degrading to girls in a way that they're um, that they're, they the frats want more of them in the party so it's just it's an awkward feeling um, when you know it At the same time, everyone understands why um, that the frats have this policy in place because they want more girls in the house than guys. It's just, I guess, how it's been and how the party culture is here and everywhere else. Um, I guess as a freshman who is starting, is just getting adjusted to everything, You just you know your friend group um and that's like your going out group and usually it works sometimes um you have trouble getting to parties but at the end of the day um you just want to try and go out and have fun with your group of friends and if you know that then i guess it's it'll be a fun experience but while chris and tim both alluded to
1: their personal issues with the policy neither seemed to think that it was going to go away anytime soon like i said earlier it's just the kind of thing you have to learn to live with now i do think that it's important that we place the penn social scene in context with some other schools as some of the students we spoke to pointed out to us, the use of ratios here isn't nearly as intense or as enforced as it is at some other larger schools.
0: I like went to Penn State last week um, and the ratio thing was really big so I was staying with a guy so he had to make sure upon like my arrival that there were multiple girls like ready to go out with us um, and even the only way we got into the party was because I knew people but we were still, we had three girls and we only allowed to bring in one guy um, and they were really, really strict about that even at like lower tier frats.
2: And it's worth noting that some students we talked to didn't have strong opinions one way or another. Here's Michaela, a freshman. I don't
0: think they bother me because when you're in a frat, it's mostly men or males. And so for them to want more females at a party makes sense. And then when you're in the party, it doesn't
2: ever feel like there's more females to males and that you're like in an uncomfortable position as a female. So I don't think it bothers me in that sense. Another freshman was similarly unbothered by the ratio system.
0: Um, I don't really have a very strong opinion about um, the ratio. Um, I guess that's because it's coming from a girl's perspective. Yeah.
1: But for every student who felt indifferent about the ratio system, we spoke to many more who had pretty strong opinions, pretty negative ones too. Monica, how do you feel about ratios?
2: I guess I can really relate to that last point because as a freshman, I didn't think twice about ratios. As a girl with mostly female friends, I wasn't concerned about getting into parties. (laughs) And even from the perspective of organizing social life, I tended to be a little more passive. I typically allowed my other friends to figure out what group we were going out in, so they may very well have been more conscious about ratios than I ever really was. Um, I guess I do think it is important to say that I only went out to a handful of frat parties freshman year, and I tended to go only when I knew someone who had specifically invited me. That way there was less of a chance of getting rejected and having wasted the time walking around. Um, so I guess I didn't have to deal with it as much because I mostly avoided those spaces. But um, I think for people who do wanna go out and where that's their main form of getting to know others, it can feel really upsetting on like a personal level to be turned down from these rats.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely think I felt that way a little bit my freshman year. I remember relatively early on going out to a party with a pretty large group of people, um, and the frat bouncer at the door was giving us a hard time, one of my female friends went up and started arguing with him, um, and she said something like, uh, oh, well, Jacob shouldn't count towards our ratio because he's gay. Number one, I felt kind of weird just being outed like that, but uh, on a more important level, it was just weird hearing that like inherent heteronormativity of it being acknowledged. Like, it was very clearly understood that gay men were not perceived as a threat to frat guys, and therefore they didn't need to count towards the ratio.
2: Wow, that's so true.
1: So, though these conversations about ratios often focus on things like sexism and misogyny, I do think it's important to remember that they can be used to exclude other kinds of people, too. Here's what Jocelyn had to say about that.
0: Saying ratios is another way of, like, excluding certain groups. So, um, there's so many frats on campus that say, oh, you know, just walk the block, walk the block, um, you know, go down there for like a little bit, we're too at capacity, come back with a 6 to 2 ratio. And you know, we were freshmen and dumb, so we did it, and came back with a 6 to 2 ratio and everything. But still, it was like, no, we're too full as we see like 20 white girls running in. so. That's when it was like, okay, so it's not about the numbers at this point. It's how we look or how we're portraying ourselves. I remember with one of my friends, um, he's a white male, and he came in with like me and my two of my um, women of color friends, and he had no problem. We all walked in fine, but doing the same thing with, say, a black guy, then it was like, mm-hmm. No, he can't come in. Therefore, all of you guys can't come in, Um, which it's just another form of sexism, racism and just misogyny and all the other shitty things that happen. Not just at Penn, but um, I can't speak from any other experience, so I'm going to stay at Penn.
1: One of the difficulties that I faced working on this piece was getting guys in frats to agree to come and talk to us about this. A lot of the people that I talked to, especially my friends and frats, acknowledged to me privately that ratios were an ideal, but they didn't really feel comfortable coming onto the show to talk about them.
2: Yeah, that was my experience as well.
1: Um, and I totally recognize it's, it's hard to talk about party culture, especially with everything going on with the task force, because now the parties that we're talking about often aren't really allowed. So I really don't fault frat guys for not wanting to talk to us on the record, but what does it say about ratios that it was so, so hard for us to find someone willing to defend them?
2: Totally. And I also think on the same token, it can also be taboo to publicly vocalize negative or critical views of gra- Greek life in addition to like ones defending it, um, largely because it has such a large presence in Penn social life. So, it, for example, if I'm a freshman thinking about rushing a frat, I might not want to be recorded on some podcast talking about a common practice they use. It's definitely a hard balance because, in my opinion, criticism of the system of frat ratios shouldn't be interpreted as a personal attack on any one frat or any one person manning the door at a party. But I guess we're afraid of feeling like we're attacking a group publicly. So it makes it hard to talk about the problematic implications of these practices. Totally. Um, Yeah. Part of the challenge with this topic is trying to own up to the fact that the problem exists.
1: Outside of, quite frankly, I'm in MARS, which stands for Men Against Rape and Sexual Assault, and PAVE, Penn Anti-Violence Educators. Um, And in that capacity, I lead a lot of workshops and discussions with different student groups about interpersonal violence on campus. Um, And something that I hear a lot in those discussions, and I heard this a bit too when working on this piece, is that, oh, well, girls actually like ratios because they help avoid the sausage party effect of having a bunch of creepy guys at a party with only a few girls. So, I asked Jocelyn about her thoughts on this defense directly, and she had some pretty choice words. To the frat guys, and I've spoken to some of them, mm-hmm. who say, like, we're just doing ratios because women want that, like, they don't want a bunch of creepy dudes in the party, like, they want to, it's safer for them if we, like, regulate it. What would you say to them?
0: Okay, so you're full of shit, um, first and foremost, because if I come in with my guy friends, I know them. They know me. If you don't think they're Penn students, based mostly based on either how they dress or how they look, ask them. Simple. Don't say, oh, you know, your ratio's not right when we literally came in a great ratio to your standards. It's not about safety for women. Stop acting like y'all care. Um, to the ones that do care, actually listen to women because I don't know enough girls on campus, even the girls in sororities, that have said, oh, I felt so much safer knowing that only, insert frat name here, people were there. I just felt so comfortable only in that space. It's a breeding ground. That's what you're creating.
1: So the ratio system is used as a means of regulating entrance to parties. But in doing so, you're inherently reinforcing a power imbalance with the guys in the door duty getting to make sometimes really subjective choices about who does and doesn't get in to go to their parties. Now look, it's their house and they have a right to do that of course, but everyone who now wants to go to that party probably has an incentive to befriend people in frats, and that just further privileges their status on campus.
0: There's a lot of um, culture around name throwing. So like you have to know someone in the frat and like some people would just have like lists of names that they would just say at the door even though they don't actually know the person.
4: There was one time where there was a huge crowd in front of um skulls and there was a huge crowd, like I would say roughly 50 plus people, 60 people, right in front of the, the fraternity. I knew one of the guys, I just went up to him, gave him gave him a high five, and then we just walked through the back, me and me and a couple people. But like if you don't have that, if you don't know any like if you don't know any girls then your weekends are pretty much stuck in your dorm room and doing nothing. So why do you think ratios
1: exist?
0: Um, so I've heard various things about ratios um, from different uh, perspectives. So um, I think ratios, to answer the question, I think ratios exist to um, give doormen the power to say who can come in and who can't.
1: As much as ratios may seem ubiquitous throughout Greek life, they're really not. There are a few, definitely more alternative frats who have actively chosen not to use the system. I caught up with John Matthews, president-elect of Defy, known on campus as PyLam, to talk about why.
5: So uh, what's, what other, what some fraternities do that we don't do is um, we don't generally have um, brothers assigned to like, a door shift in the sense that they won't, um, like, typically a door shift will determine, like, who's, which groups of people are allowed into the party. Um, and we don't actively have brothers choosing which groups of people are allowed in. Um, so at a typical frat party, you would have one of the brothers on the front porch telling particular groups of people or, or even particular individuals that they're allowed to come in or that they're allowed to bring a certain number of people in with them. Um, And we don't do that.
2: So what do they use to regulate entrance to their parties instead? When they truly reach full capacity, John said, they just close the door.
5: So if we have reached a certain, like if we've met capacity at a certain point, um, we won't let anyone in. There are obviously exceptions to that, but um, there isn't, I guess, a... um, there's no brother ever assigned to deciding who gets in and who doesn't get in.
1: I asked John if he thought the rest of pen frats should stop using the ratio system.
5: This is more of a subjective question, so I'm really just asking for your personal opinion. But mm-hmm. do you think it would be beneficial to the Penn community for fraternities to step away from systems like the ratio system? Um, I mean, yeah, obviously I don't think that the ratio system is good because I think it objectifies so women and I think that it um, like promotes... Like rape culture and a um, culture of entitlement to sex among men on campus, specifically within Greek life, but I also don't know. I think that fraternities would. Um, I'm sort of pessimistic in the sense that I feel like fraternities would find alternative ways to accomplish um, what amounts to the same, um, the same conclusion, right, the same outcome. Um, so I think. Perhaps um getting rid of the ratio system would um push fraternities on campus and it should be more um i would say socially progressive um but i'm I also believe that there's something about the culture of fraternities that is um naturally um, reactionary and doesn't um and is more much more socially conservative than um the rest of the student body,
2: anyway. Something that stuck with me reporting this piece was how ratios mainly affect freshmen right when they get to campus. Your first few weeks of college can put you in a pretty vulnerable position in the sense that you're in a new school, trying to make new friends, trying to learn what it means to be a college student. And so if you have to deal with walking back and forth between Pine and Walnut Streets <laughs> in search of a party, that's going to be incredibly frustrating.
1: So true. Um, the other thing that is interesting is that this issue subsides pretty quickly, right? Because pretty soon, most people have made more friends so they can go out in bigger groups, or maybe they've befriended people in frats, um, and so this isn't an issue for them anymore. Or they've just found out other ways to be you know, social without having to go to frat parties. Yeah. Um, but the worst part of the ratio system really disproportionately affects people when they're most vulnerable.
2: And pretty much everyone we spoke to was pretty pessimistic about the ability to change things. Even when we spoke to the freshmen, there was a sense of understanding or even acceptance for the motivations behind frat ratios, which essentially boiled down to the idea that a party is better when there are more girls than guys. Ratios really exemplify how we as a society often think of social groups in really gendered ways, and in the process, we end up alienating those who don't fit into a heteronormative system and give people the power to decide what kinds of people belong in that good party, Uh, (laughs) And I guess before hearing Jocelyn, I I wouldn't have thought about the potential racial implications of giving people that kind of power.
1: Yeah, totally. I I think that's something that's like so important to consider. I guess if I were to summarize my thoughts on this, I just think we should try to have these conversations more, you know, and with different kinds of people, people who might not normally talk about this kind of thing. Nothing's going to change until we can normalize criticizing an element of frat culture without it being interpreted as an affront to all of Greek life.
2: This episode was produced by Joyce Farma and edited and hosted by Jacob Gardenschwartz and me, Anika Rungineni. Our music was composed by Andrew Ellis and, quite frankly, is presented by The Daily Pennsylvanian. If you have an idea for a story you think we should look into or just want to send us a comment about the episode, you can email us at podcasts at the DP.com. Thank you for joining us today and look out for our next episode in two weeks.